Welcome to the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. I'm your host, Julie Boyer, and I'm so excited to share with you some incredible interviews with wonderful entrepreneurs, business owners, and amazing people in my life that are practicing gratitude, self-love, and living with kindness. I also sprinkle in a few solo episodes, and occasionally you'll see family members join in for the fun as well. I'm very excited for this brand new episode of the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. Before we get into introducing our guest, Julie Cole, I just wanted to mention that we ran into some audio challenges while putting together this interview, and we're not really sure what happened as Julie was using an external mic. So I had an audio engineer look at our track and make some changes, and I cleaned it up as much as possible. So I do ask for a little bit of patience. Um, There might be moments when it might not be 100% clear what Julie is saying, but her interview is so good that I didn't want to not share it with you. Now, I've also shared the link to the YouTube video in the show notes. If you're having a hard time following some of the parts and you really want to catch it, sometimes when we watch the video, we're better able to catch those little bits that we missed. This is 100% worth listening to and learning from. I have been waiting a really long time to interview Julie and share her wisdom with you on the podcast. So I can't wait to share this with you. And I wanted to just mention, you know, we talk a lot about gratitude as a practice in this interview. And one of the things that I have to really help you with your gratitude practices is my book, 30 Days of Gratitude, the gratitude program that will change your life. Now, this book is available in my store at wakeupwithgratitude.com. It's also available as a Kindle and around the world um, for most booksellers as well. I love that this book has remained relevant, even though I wrote it more than seven years ago, because the message of gratitude and mindset doesn't really change, right? And that's why gratitude is a practice, just like a yoga or a meditation practice, or even, you know, your practice of exercising or drinking water. These are things that we're doing every day of our lives and they're changing and growing as we change and grow as a person and we mature. So this book is just a fantastic way to lead you through a 30-day program. Now, if it takes you 30 days or if it takes you you know, a month, or I guess that is 30 days. And if it takes you much more than 30 days, maybe it'll take you a year to get through the book, but it doesn't matter because you're going to learn something new and learn about a different gratitude practice and find what works for you in this book. So if you take a quick peek at wakeupwithgratitude.com, you can order your author signed copy, a physical book of 30 days of gratitude, or as I said, it's available as a Kindle download in uh, most countries internationally. All right, so let's move on to our introduction of this very, very special guest. On this episode, I'm so excited to welcome Julie Cole. Julie continues to stay positive and find solutions even during the most challenging times. Her secret? Don't waste time complaining or wallowing in self-pity. I've been wanting to have Julie as a guest on the podcast for a very long time, and our interview is filled with questions she's never been asked before. As the Senior Director of Public Relations for Mabel's Labels, which she also co-founded, Julie is the face of the company and is seen in mainstream media on a weekly basis. And if you hadn't heard, Julie's a mom to six amazing kids. 
navigating a co-parenting journey with her ex, as well as the complications of having six different schools to figure out during COVID-19. We chat about what it was like to sell their quote-unquote baby to Avery North America, CCL labels here in Canada, and what her role looks like now. Our interview is fun, lighthearted, and full of great tips for us to apply in our own lives. I even get Julie to share her gratitude practice, and her answer really surprised me. Oh, and make sure you stick around to the end so that you can find out the amazing and fun gift that Julie just bought herself as a beautiful expression of self-love. Please welcome Julie Cole. Hello, everyone. It's Julie Boye, host of the Wake Up With Gratitude podcast. Today, I have a very special guest that I've been wanting to have on the show for a really long time. So welcome to Julie Cole. Good morning. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And I just realized I said good morning, but it's afternoon for you. It sure is. <laughs> Time zones again. And that's thankfully. What makes, yeah, thankfully. Well, and that's what makes it challenging to connect. And Julie, if you've not met Julie before, she is a recovered lawyer, a mom of six, a blogger, and she's the co-founder of Mabel's Labels, where she currently serves as the Senior Director of Public Relations. And to put your entire career into three sentences... I don't feel that really does you justice. Um, I've all, you know, I've seen you speak so many times. We've been connected for so many years, and I've seen a lot of the like ups and downs of your story, and I've heard it many times. But I was wondering if, for those in our audience who haven't had the chance to meet you yet, if you could give us a little bit of a synopsis of how we went from recovered lawyer to mom of six and senior director of public relations for Mabel's Labels. You bet. You bet. Okay. So yeah, it's so good to be here. Julie, we have been connected for so long. So it's so great to spend this time with you. Um, And I'm sure your viewers will hopefully get a few little good tidbits out of this conversation that we have. I know you're good at pulling the good stuff out. So uh, yeah, so Nables Labels, um, I started it 17 years ago with three other women. And it started for a couple of reasons. Uh, the first reason was that we noticed there was a product missing from the marketplace. Uh, we had small children. We were sending them to daycare. We're going to play groups. Um, some were starting kindergarten, that sort of thing. And we were losing items or they were ending up in the lost and found. And we thought, huh, like we got to label this stuff. And there wasn't really a product out there that we loved. Um, so we're doing a lot of masking tape and permanent marker. I thought, hmm, maybe we should create the product because if we need it, then there's got to be a whole bunch of other mamas who are looking for the same thing. So that was the first thing. And it was just basically about filling a gap in the marketplace. Now, the second thing was that at the time that we launched, um, my then three-year-old, he had just turned three and he already had two younger sisters. So it was already a busy household, but he had received an autism diagnosis. And at that point, I didn't think the traditional workforce as a lawyer would suit our family anymore. I really wanted the time and flexibility to be able to set up a, a really great therapy program for him. So that's when I said to the gals, I'm like, hey, our idea for this business, maybe now is the time to do it. What do y'all think? And they're like, let's do this. And 17 years later, we thought, never look back. It's hard to what? believe our 17th back to school season because August around here is a nightmare and I'm living it right now. So good nightmare. And I imagine, but I imagine though, this is like, we're going to get into like how different this year is than every other year, of course, for uh, Mabel's Labels. Now, but you, I am clear that you did sell the company to Avery, right? We did. 
Yeah. yeah. How many years ago is that now? I think it's like, it's got to be three or four anyway. Um, yeah. So, and that was a whole story of in itself. Like we weren't actually thinking about selling, but we knew our business was at a point where we needed to make a change. We were still running it in the four of us like co-CEOs. Probably we were feeling like it needed a little bit more leadership just from one person. And then it was like, well, we can get one of us to do it. Or is it time to get an outside CEO? And then out of the blue, we get a call from Avery and they said, you know, we'd love to talk to you guys about selling. We're like, well, we're really thinking about it, but yeah, we'll go out for dinner and have a conversation. As the conversation went on over the next few months, it just seemed like the right thing to do. We had been at it for 14 years, whatever, 13 years, a long time. And it just, it seemed like a good fit for a couple of reasons. Uh, one was that, well, Avery is not a Canadian company. It's owned by CCL, which is. So we liked that. Uh, we also loved that they loved the Mabel's Label brand and they were going to keep our headquarters where it is, keep everybody employed. Uh, th- they knew the kiss of death would be to buy a, a much loved brand and then change it. I mean, part of wanting us was the fact that our brand is so strong. Uh, and of course, they wanted some of us to stay on as long as, as long as possible and that sort of thing. And then I guess the third thing and why the time was good was the price was right. You know, at the end of the day, we don't build these things and give them away for nothing. So, you know, we had four owners and like four co-founders. So we were only getting a quarter of the piece of the pie. So we had to make sure that all those years of slugging it out in the basement, two in the morning, and then getting up and rearing babies, you know, that gong show that it was that uh, we finally got our, our due payout. <laughs> All right. So for those who are watching the video, you might see our setup changed a little bit. We're just trying to make sure our audio is perfect so we can all hear both Julie's really well. So Julie had just shared with us uh, about what it was like selling the company um, to Avery, maintaining the fact that it was such a much-loved brand and maintaining that integrity and going forward. And I've seen that. I mean, it was really fairly seamless from a consumer standpoint. Yeah, it doesn't, you don't notice that the quality has gone down or anything's changed. The customer service is as excellent as it always was. So that's a big thing to know. And I think, like you said, it's the dream, right? Like you're not going to slog in the basement away for 13 or 14 years. And, you know, if an opportunity comes up, might as well take it. Well, and Julie, exactly. Like I was all prepared, really. Like once we announced it, I had prepared some, um, just some sort of language and, and communication around, you know, people like, oh, you know, they're selling out or oh, the four moms are selling out. They created this great thing. But that was not what happened. People were like, well done. Well done. You've done it. You, yeah. you built it. You yeah. grew it. You sold it. Good on you. That's how it's meant to happen. So I was all like, everybody's been so nice and supportive about this. And I, it was amazing. It was a, it was, it was a really nice thing. And, you know, I've stayed on and one of the other partners has stayed on. A couple of them were like, you know, we've done, been making labels for 14 years. We're moving on to other things. Um, but we decided to stay on. I know I had to stay on for one year. That was part of the sale negotiation. Yeah. Um, because you want to make sure that, again, for a seamless transition, things were going so well after that year that I was like, well, I'm happy. They're happy. So we'll just, we'll just keep on, keep on going. So it went well for me. Um, I think mostly because I'm not super involved operationally. Right. I think it can be really hard for um, an owner who sells and stays on and is involved operationally. And then suddenly they're not getting asked the questions or they might not be asked for their opinion about things. I think that could be hard. I have friends, you know, lots of friends who have sold companies 
And some of them just are like, no, as soon as you sell, you got to go out or I can, you can do it for one year, but not three years. So it all depends on who, who the person is and what the role is the company to, to see how that transition can go for them. I love that too, because it's very clear that it depends on the company, the person, the setup, how it goes. But as, you know, as an entrepreneur, I'm a solopreneur, you know, that's not really in my plans to sell. I don't really know that that is a thing because I'm a creative, you know, and I'm literally just creating a lot of physical products that I make from my own photography. It doesn't really, it's not a saleable business that's very scalable, but I understand how business works. And it, it was, I was one of those people that was cheering you guys on so much. And it's very exciting. So I want to pivot our conversation just for one sec, though. I want to, we'll get back to Mabel's Labels because I want to ask some questions about all the changes you guys have made. But there's a question I've been wanting to ask you for a really long time. Because I've heard you speak live so many times. I've heard you speak recorded, like just in so many places. And always a big part of your introduction is Julie Cole. She's a mom of six. Mm-hmm. And... I just, my, and I remember actually when you guys first would go out in COVID, you guys had, you had t-shirts made to say, these are all mine. Like, yeah, right? oh my gosh. you know why that was? Because we would go out, I would be yeah. like on a hike with my six kids and people would give me, giving us the stink eye. And it would be like, because they thought that we weren't social distancing. And I'm like, no. So a friend made a shirt that said, yes, they're all mine. <laughs> and that, so, and that's the thing. It's like a family, yeah. a mom of six is not something we see every day in our generation. And so I've always wondered, like, do you wear it as a badge of honor? Are you excited and, and happy that people always include that in your intro? Are you like, you know what, I just, can you just focus on the fact that I'm a kick-ass entrepreneur? Or do the two just do not separate, like they're they're just intermeshed and you're one and all at the same time? Right. Well, I think it's also like, I mean, the same could be said with being the co-founder of Mabel's Labels, right? Like that's just one part of me too. And being a mom of six is one part of me, but they're big parts of me. And they're, you know, they do kind of help define who I am and sort of that short, quick snippet of a bio. It does just give you an idea of like, oh my gosh, okay, this crazy lady has like started business and she's had a bazillion kids and like this, she might have an interesting story to tell. I mean, you know, it makes people's ears perk up a bit. Yeah. And it also, you know, the thing is I, being a, a mom of, of so many kids has been such a big part of the business too. I mean, Mabel's Labels exists because I became a mom and because I became an autism mom and because I became a mom of many. So it is, they're, they're very intertwined. And I do think that you know, business owners need to think a lot about their personal brand. What makes you different from the other label maker down the road? You know, because of course we've been copied since we started, of course. And what is going to differentiate you from the other guys out there is the things that are different about you, your story, your personal story. And my personal story is unique just as everyone's is. Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to share it because people want to feel connected to the brands that they're, um, consuming that they they want to give their money to they don't want to buy from nameless faceless people particularly mothers who are in market so i want to remind them hey i'm just like you um you know just trying to get through the day without smelling like kid vomit you know <laughs> yeah relatable. i love it and I, I do like what you said about the brand part of it is because you have been the face of your brand, basically, since, I mean, since I've known you, you've been that person who's the face and having that relatability that I, yeah, I'm a mom. And so I get it. And that's where it came from. I think brands that are really marketed towards mom, that understanding that the person behind it has lived it, 
solved a problem for themselves. I mean, I can't imagine the hockey gear alone. I mean, didn't you come out with like a special hockey gear set of labels for that? Because guess what? I have six kids who play hockey. So yeah, we do sports labels. And that is like over the years, it's almost been interesting. Like as our kids have grown, it's like, okay, I guess now we need more mature label icons. Oh, we need tween. Oh, wait, now I've got kids going to university. Maybe I need some really plain ones, but they still need their labels or, you know, now they're starting sleepaway camp. Oh, we need camp labels. So as our kids have grown and we've noticed their needs changing, uh, we, we've adapted our business and our, our product lineup. And I think that's what keeps Mabel's Labels as the top brand in this category because this ability to adapt. So that's a big one for me that I think we've talked a lot about um, COVID-19, the pandemic. I mean, it feels like it's like old news now. There's still a pandemic. Yeah, there's still a pandemic. And I've watched you, especially on Twitter, I've watched uh, Mabel's Labels change and offer different things because I'm guessing like your camp labels didn't really sell this year. Well, see, that was the thing, right? Like camp for us, as soon as, as, soon as things shut down with COVID, we were like, uh-oh, camp season. Okay, right now, back to school season's our biggest season. Yeah. Our camp se- season is our second. Well, all of the camps where we live, a lot of the sleepaway camps just closed entirely. Like, it was just mandated that nobody be going to sleepaway camp. So we were like, uh-oh. And you know what? We're a company that we employ. You know, we have 40 full-time employees. We don't like laying people off. We get, that's, once you have employees, you start being feeling super responsible for making sure people can feed their families and do the things, you know? Um, so that's a whole other level of, that weighs very heavily, I think, on, on people once you have employees. So we are like, well, what can we do? We're innovative people. We're innovative thinkers. Our, our employees are very entrepreneurial. And what does the market need right now from a trusted brand? Well, they need masks. We partnered with a local company and started creating some beautiful, beautiful, high-quality masks, non, non-medical-grade masks. And then we put them on our website, and they're made like with our little icons, so people who love our brand and love our icons can still get them in masks. And uh, and a lot of people just commented saying they just see the quality would be excellent because they've trusted our brand for so, so many years. So we started doing that, and we started doing some B2B stuff. We have the equipment equipment to be able to make shields. So we started making shields and we've got, you know, dentist's office, bakeries. We've got all sorts of places ordering shields, um, face shields from us. And we also, because our equipment can do this, we can do social distancing stickers. So we've got a lot of teachers right now ordering them for them to put on their floor so their little friends at school will stay a little bit further apart. So we've been able to really uh, do that, you know, do that pivot that a lot of companies have had to do. And, I, you know, I think... I think it's a very hard time for, for small business. It's a very hard time for entrepreneurs. But I try to encourage my fellow entrepreneurs because, you know what, operating at a time where we don't know what's going to happen, when we don't know where money is coming from, this is, this is what we do. <laughs> this yeah. is our time to shine. We, we know, how to, we know who, how to do that. So this is just time to embrace the fact that we do have a little bit of an appetite for this. And yes, it's scary, but we've got the skills this so and then you know what like sometimes when your company's a little smaller you can be a little bit more nimble and you can do that pivot a little bit more easily because you don't have a lot of bureaucracy to go through and, and policies and meetings and whatever to go through in order to do the shift so i was very proud of how quickly respond we responded mm-hmm. to the market it's changing and now we're back to back to school and i'm telling you we are making labels 24 7 so people are back ordering their labels yeah. crazy and I would say 
potentially people are ordering more labels than they would have in the past because now they just don't want kids stuff to get mixed in with other kids stuff, right? It's 100% truly. Honestly, the narrative has always been, you know, avoid the lost and found. But now the parents are like, we don't want Jeremy mix-ups. And the teachers are like, I need everything labeled. And if I have three lunch boxes that are the same or six backpacks from Costco or, you know, that sort of thing, everything looks the same. They want everything labeled. And it's, it's a matter of safety now. Yeah, it is. And it's really interesting to, you know, a, a company like yours that is still technically small, I'm guessing you are still able to make those decisions quickly, even though you're owned by a much larger company, you guys have that space to be able to just say, here's where we're going to go, because that's where the market's going. It's um, it's a testament to your experience as entrepreneurs to say, okay, we could just be like, oh my gosh, we're going to lose all this camp business and we don't know about the school business and just sit there and go, okay, well, you know, that's that. But you just said, where do we go? How do we get there? And how quickly we, we get there? And I love that. That's right. We immediately put together a team called Team Now here at Mabel's. And we you know, got sort of our six um, really like innovative thinkers and, and product development. And we just you know, got in a room. We're like, okay, let's go. And we, ha- we were honestly, we had already launched the Mass Center website where we saw other like friends and business owners going, oh, I guess we should be thinking about doing something. Else. like we've already done something else yeah. so I was I was proud of that yeah I was I remember just watching it unfold from an again from a consumer perspective going wow they really figured this out quickly and you know now it really is like because at the beginning it was like do we need masks I don't know and now it's like everyone needs masks so here's where I get them and I love that you said too about going to a trusted brand that you already know and trust the quality you know where they're going to go now you're, I look at you, you're smiling, you're enthusiastic. And almost every time I've seen you in person or heard you, you do have this positive outlook. And like most of us, you've probably faced a number of challenges in your life. <laughs> you've probably gone through some harder times. What is it you find? Like, where are you tapping into this ability to find this energy and this positivity, even when you're faced with like, your business could have shut down. That could have gone one way, but you've tapped into this this positivity, this energy, this movement. Where does that come from for you? You know, I, I don't know whether like a lot of it is personality. Um, I don't know. I think I think the thing is I don't I don't and you know this about me, I don't really take myself so seriously. So, you know, if it's something about me, like I'm like, well, you know what, like if I screw up or I make a mistake. I, I, I just learn from it and do better. I don't I don't wear it around. I don't let it keep me up at night. You know, I I always say I gave up mom guilt four kids ago. It's just so pointless. <laughs> um but also I think, you know, when the challenges when challenges have faced me, I, I feel like I have I have the confidence now that I'm gonna be able to deal with it. Like I'm gonna say the biggest one was when my son got diagnosed with autism. Like that was like honestly like for a day, I was, I mean, I knew something was up. Clearly, I was having a sass. But then when you had the actual news, suddenly you're like, oh, can it just be semantic pragmatic disorder? Or can he just have like maybe a little bit of hearing loss? That's why he's not getting language. Like you start being like, now I want all the answers you were telling me when I didn't believe you. But now your answers sound better than the one I knew. You know, my sister says I had that like day of just denial and just needed some time. And then I just went into, okay, right. Now what? action i gotta put a team together i gotta do my research i gotta make this make this kid the best little mac 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 than he can be and then that was it i mean that was 
lick my wounds and move on. He's still, I, he's still the same kid I loved before walking in the doctor's office as he was when I walked out. So nothing really changes. Your love doesn't change. Just, you know what, we get what we get with kids. And, you know, I've just had the last two years with a kid who's had some like very, very upsetting chronic illness and a lot of pain. And that's been also very hard to deal with. I mean, you know, anyone who's listening and you know, Julie, when it's your kids who are in pain, that's it's pretty much nothing worse than that. And again, I just, I felt like with my little guy, I just was, I was proactive. I did everything I could. I did ask good mom and bear moves. And you know, at the end of the day, I think I do a pretty good job. So you know what? I, I think probably the other thing too is like on top of not taking myself too seriously is that I don't, I don't do a lot of complaining. Um, I, I'm sure I've told you this, that I, I was raised by a mother who never complained and it was such a gift because complaining doesn't actually make things better. Like it doesn't change things. You know, I often say saying I'm tired doesn't make a bed automatically appear and send me fresh and love nap. I'm tired. Then I need to make some changes. I need to look at my life. And, and if I am feeling worried, like oh, I'm spending too much work or too much, too much time at work or I'm at home or I'm on my gadget too much, well, make a change. Yeah. Sakes. Like complaining about it doesn't do anything. So I just kind of, I'm the author of this book and I just kind of live that way. And, you know, being grumpy wouldn't help anyone. So there you go. Uh, the thing that I'm going to take from that that you just said is I'm the author of this book. That's very profound, actually. It is. And it's, you know, I listened to you about the complaining and I, I do get caught up in complaining sometimes. Yes, I'm the gratitude guru as my Facebook page still says. I can't change it. I wish I could. <laughs> Anyways, but you know, I do like go through some really tough challenges and I'm like, it's like you said, it's like you, you take the moment, you feel the feelings, you're like, this friggin' sucks. Okay. And then where's the plan? Where's the action? And, you know, for me in my life, one of the things that I allow a lot of is I allow for inspired action, right? I allow for space to let God, the universe, whoever, uh, other powers to just bring, you know, goodness into my life. I focus on the abundance, bringing in more. And I see that a lot in you, right? It's like, you're focused on where is this going to get better as opposed to how are things going to get worse, especially as a mom of six kids, you know, now you're co-parenting, you know, you're managing and you're managing all the way from what, second or third year university? Third year university, second year, first year, grade 10, grade nine, grade six. Yeah. Where we're at. It's getting easy. Oh my goodness. Like easy. It is. It is. I mean, it, it is. This is, this is way easier than it was when they were all tiny. If I was living through COVID 15 years ago, I don't know about that. <laughs> yeah. They're definitely a little bit more independent and I, yes. I see that. And can we just mention, I want to talk about like things that you do for fun and self-care and how you take care of yourself. Should okay. we mention the Vespa? Like, can we mention that? Oh, yay! <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about this. Come on. Okay, so let's see. Self-care. Look, I'm going to say that um, a lot of sort of traditional self-care things that women tend to do aren't really my shtick. Like, I, yeah. you know, I'm not going for manicures. I'm not going sitting at the... Like, I don't do... I don't have a lot of time to do a lot of reading. I do a little workout with my daughter. So that's good. We've been doing our workout through covid I did just buy myself a Vespa because I thought, what the heck, why not, yeah. right? Like, why not? You only have the one life. 
Mine just may have been shortened by the fact that I bought a Vespa. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so that's a bit of fun. Um, I'm just doing like my motorcycle license and that. I'm not, I'm not serious. I won't be going on highways or doing PPP like that, but I'll just, uh, just fun to zoom, zoom around a little oh. bit. And, you know, I'm used to driving around a suburban, like six yeah. kids. It's kind of nice for mama to just get on a bike by herself and, and, uh, you know, have a few moments, hair in the wind, so to speak. Right. Cause it's just you. And, the, but I actually, to me, I look at that as an act of self love, right? You did something just for you. Like you're not taking the whole family on your Vespa and you're, I, are you? Well, and it's interesting you say that as a form of self love, because when I talk to my kids about it, so the older kids were like, okay, okay. Well, one kid was like, that sounds really cool. Mom, you should do that. One kid was like, well, where are you going to drive it? And then can I borrow it? And then the little guys were like, no, mom, absolutely not. I'm like, why? And they're like, you're more a minivan person. <laughs> and I'm like, that's rude. And then when it was like, oh, it's just a bit extra. Like, it's just a bit extra. extra. Like, you, know, you know, like moms don't need best ones, you know. And I was like, well, I got the matching helmet too, so I am extra. <laughs> so, but then it was funny because some of their friends then said, one of their friends in particular said, Julie, if you want a Vespa, you're a smart, independent, successful woman who's made her own money. You buy yourself whatever the heck you want. And I was like, kids, listen to your friends. <laughs> well, that makes a very good point. It, but this is so important. This is so important. How many women, especially women entrepreneurs who are successful and make their own money, yeah. deny themselves like something for pleasure that's maybe not convenient and maybe not, you know, you can only use it a few months of the year in Burlington, like, right. <laughs> but dang it, is it ever fun? Like, I just think of that photo of you that I, you posted on Facebook. I think it's your profile now of you on the vest, but what does your mom say? Your shirt say again? It's like, Oh, um, Oh, what does that shirt say? Like oh, about, I think it's just strong as a mother. Yeah. Strong as a mother. And it's yeah. like, of course you are. And Yes, get the Vespa. Like, this is the whole point of that to me is, is it really is self-love is doing something that's for you, that you want to do, that you don't have to explain to anybody, right? Like, when we have Vespa? different ideas and we have different ideas of self-care, right? Like, yeah. so my self-care is going to look like your self-care that's going to look like somebody else's self-care. And that's okay. That's okay. It's great, actually. Because if we all had these same self-care we'd never be able to book an appointment for a manicure well and everyone would be at the beach in the morning and i don't want you there exactly that's right? your time you can sleep in i'll go to the beach take the photos that's my self-care i love it so much and, and i love seeing them right and then julie will tool around on her vespa as needed hair in the winds you know <laughs> loving life so i think that's such an important message for women that are listening especially women who are moms and entrepreneurs and mompreneurs, the whole gamut, like your self-care and what you're doing for self-love is different from me. And that's why I started doing these interviews in the first place is I wanted to hear about what other people were doing because maybe maybe someone's listening and they're like, I've always wanted a Vespa, but I, I didn't give myself permission to get one. Well, and that's funny because once I posted it, now there's like this whole like mom gang. They're like, we need to have a Vespa mom gang and I'll get the pink one and I'll get the red one. <laughs> I'm like, oh my gosh, this is going to be hilarious. We're all, we're all tooling around. I don't know where we'll go, but we'll be out of our houses. I think that's the important part. <laughs> yes, that's so great. In a, in a COVID world where there's not a lot of places to go, yeah. the Vespa's freedom like that. And I love it. So that was really what, you know, I just, 
I really wanted to emphasize how excited I was to see you on your Vespa. Now, Julie, as we sort of wrap things up, one of the most important things for us to chat about, of course, being that my podcast is called Wake Up With Gratitude, is I've always wanted to ask you another question, which is why I wanted you on my podcast. I wanted to share your answers with everybody else. I am guessing that somewhere along the lines during your day, in your mindset, you fit in gratitude because I find it, you know, I've every entrepreneur that I've met who's successful, gratitude has been a part of their journey. Where, where does that fit in for you? What does that look like? Yeah, look, it doesn't look like, like, it's not like I'm sitting down and doing a gratitude journal. I'm not waking up in the morning saying, oh, what am I thankful for or lying in bed? It's me, for me, I feel like it's just a general presence. It's a general attitude. Like I just, like, I'm constantly being like, oh my gosh, I'm so lucky. Or, oh, didn't that work out well? Or even when something doesn't, like, you know, like we asked about the co-parenting. So, you know, Daddy-O and I are in a co-parenting relationship now for the last few years. You know what? Like, we're nesting. Like, our kids are in the house. We rotate in and out. Our kids are so happy. We do such a good job of it. Like, you know, it's, it's so many people have so many problems when that, when their marriages don't work out and they have problems with their kids and we just don't. So I'm like, sure, that's not perfect, but wow, have we ever done a great job of it? And look at how well our kids are. So, I mean, I do have so much to be thankful for, even when things don't go as planned. And I love that, that you said that it's, you're not sitting with the journal. You're not like, it's not, but for you, it's actually a way of being. And it's something I've noticed about you. And that's why I thought this is such a great opportunity to share with the podcast is just like our self-care, our self-love, every like our gratitude practices all look different. But the important part is that they are a part of our lives. For me, the gratitude being a practice, it's somewhere in your everyday. You know, one of my most recent guests said she does her gratitude in the shower. So while she's in the shower, she just thinks of things that she's grateful for, including the hot water and those kind of things. And I thought, never really thought of that before, right? Like no one said that before. I, I think you make a good point too when you say gratitude practice is that sometimes it takes practice. <laughs> you know, sometimes you have to be like, wow, you know what? Things are pretty crummy at the moment. And let me just actually sit down and have a good think about what's going right. I mean, it's so easy to go to what's not working out. And sometimes when things aren't don't seem to be working out great, you need to actually sit down and think and remind yourself of the stuff that is going well. And that takes practice. It does. And that's why I encourage people to start a gratitude practice, whatever it may be. There's lots of, there's, you know, over 70 podcast episodes. You can choose any of them and get an idea. Try different ones. If one doesn't work for you, if one doesn't work for you, you can try another one, you know, to find one that suits you. And then you'll just kind of notice that you're going through your day with a little bit of a half glass full, a little bit of a spring in your step and a little kind of twinkle in your eye. Yeah. And there's never been a more in time, like, Gratitude has always been important. We always have to remember we are living through a global pandemic and it's going to be, it's just overall, it's more difficult than before living in a global pandemic. So finding those moments of gratitude in the day, like you said, finding the moments of gratitude with your co-parenting, finding the moments of gratitude with your business and these changes that you've been able to make and how, you know, I imagine that you didn't just all sit there and like, okay, these are all the ideas that are going to work. I imagine there was a time when it was like, this might not work and let's try this. And like, you just sit there and all the ideas are like, yes. Over 17 years, lots of feisty conversations, lots of products were like, well, that sucked. Let's pull that from the website. I mean, that's it, right? Like that's, that's what entrepreneurship is. 
Yeah. And the gratitude, like you said, for the lessons learned is a big one too. Uh, it's a hard one to develop, but it's understanding that when things don't work out, I like to think that, you know, the universe is conspiring for our greatest and highest good of all. What mean, that means is maybe something didn't work out for me in that moment, but overall it's still working out and the good is on its way for me, even though right in this moment, it doesn't feel like it. You just got to trust that. Yeah. I adore you. I just, yeah, this was so much fun. Okay. Uh, Julie, where do people connect with you? What's the best way to find you? Oh, I'm in all the places. So of course, MabelsLabels.com. And then I'm on, like, if you want to follow me personally, and of course, I talk about Mabels too. Uh, My Instagram is Cole.Julie. I'm on Twitter at Julie Cole, Facebook. Mabel's Labels on Instagram. Yeah, we're everywhere. You and are. my blogs, my blog's on the Mabel's Labels yeah. page and also like at Modern Mom, whatever. But yeah, pretty easy to find. And I would love, I would love, love, love your viewers to keep in touch and reach out. For sure. I mean, and I, I'd love for them to check out the new offerings on your website. They're so timely. They're so important. And people might be looking for those things and they don't know where to find them. So I do really encourage you to visit maplesabels.com. Um, and then you have this, you're doing this show as well. You're doing a live show on Facebook. The uh, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, every Monday, usually every Monday and every Friday at noon over at the Mabel's Labels Facebook page, I do a um, I do a Facebook Live. And I have a different guest every time. So it's really fun. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, Julie, loved our time together. It's been such a joy. Thank you again. And uh, really excited to share this with our viewers. Thank you so much, Julie. Hey friend, thanks for listening right to the end of the podcast. Did you learn something new? Was there some gratitude tip that you'll be able to apply in your life? If there was, or if you'd like to share this podcast with a friend, it would mean so much if you took the time to maybe share the link on social media or send it to a friend in a text message or even post to your stories and tag me in it. You can easily find me on social media. My tags are at Wake Up With Gratitude Photo, both on Instagram and Facebook. And everywhere else I can be found with my name, which is Julie C-M-B-O-Y-E-R. So that's Julie C.M. Boye on all other social media. I love getting to know the people that are listening to my podcast. I love hearing from you. And let me know which episodes have made a difference in your life. Thanks for listening in. I appreciate every single minute that we share together on the podcast.